Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back or welcome to Wednesday Wisdom with Jimmy Warden. I'm your host, Jimmy Warden. In this episode, we talk all about Sober October by giving a nice little recap about how the month went, going through some of the ups and downs of the month. And I actually really got a great opportunity because I had a couple of friends join me in that endeavor. Uh, And they were both two people that I met during my time at Norwich University, both Lindsay Demers and Jaron Jeffcoat. Lindsay graduated from Norwich with a degree in communications, and she also spent a chunk of her time at Norwich writing for the school newspaper, The Guide On. She is now married and living in New Hampshire. Jaron graduated with two degrees, one in English and another in communications. He was also a member of the men's basketball team. He was a 1,000-point scorer and team captain. And he is also now residing in Vermont. In our conversation, like I was saying previously, we discussed a lot of the trials and tribulations that we faced, lessons that we learned, and lessons that we hope others can learn to ignite change within themselves. So if you're a person that is feeling a need to be inspired by everyday people, look no further than this podcast. And with that being said, let's get right to it. But before that, a quick word from our sponsors. Hello, everyone. Just going to give you a quick little uh, reminder that we're back here, Wednesday Wisdom uh, with Jimmy Warden. And this week's topic, we're talking about Sober October, just doing a little bit of a follow up with that. And I have uh, my two my two friends uh, that were willing to take on the challenge that was thrown out there. And they were two very brave souls uh, in taking on that challenge, both Lindsay Evans and Jaron Jeffcoat. Uh, so welcome, uh, Lindsay and Jaron. It's really nice to have you both. Very nice to be here. Thank you for having us, Jimmy. Good to be here. Yeah, so we're just going to kind of talk about uh, the journey that we all went on because it definitely was quite a journey. I don't know how you two feel about that word specifically in terms of <laughs> what Sober October was like, but. Yeah. I'd agree with that. (laughs) It was definitely a journey. It was not something that came very easy, to say the least. Right, right. Absolutely. And I know we talked a little bit about it uh, off air uh, before we hopped on together and and started getting this podcast going. But obviously, I'm sure the first question that we would dive into, and I'm sure that people are curious about, is uh, why did you accept the challenge of sober October. And uh, Lindsay, if you don't mind, maybe you could share some of those thoughts and then Jaron, you could follow up and we can kind of follow that in terms of the direction of the conversation. Absolutely. Um, So kind of where my thought process led me to start sober October um, was from just lifestyle change, wanting a lifestyle change. COVID kind of threw us all through a loop um, and I'm guessing as what happened to me probably happened to many people where you automatically look to something else to kind of perk you up. So caffeine, best way to get yourself moving in the morning, Um, alcohol at the end of the day when you have a stressful day. um, It really kind of started affecting me more when I realized that I was taking that as a crutch and really depending on it more than I should be. So when Jimmy threw out the message and asked if anybody wanted to join in, it was, 
it was kind of a no brainer for me because I needed a change and why not start it now? And for myself, um, I, with everything kind of shutting down with COVID, um, the things that I typically did to keep myself like mentally acute as well as put challenge in my life kind of disappeared. And so for me, this uh, opportunity uh, to participate in Sober October was really an opportunity for me to kind of keep that mental focus high and be able to challenge myself. Because it's, again, with a lot of things not available, it's something that most people need. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I heard you both mention kind of like that lull or kind of like certain uh, habits that we might just fall into, especially I think there's all that adversity for sure that everybody's been facing in terms of COVID. And, and I too have definitely felt that it's like, you know, we need some type of replacement, right? And, and it's very easy to to reach for caffeine when, when you're a little bit tired or using alcohol or other substances to kind of unwind after what might be a stressful day. And, and I think we all, at least the three of us, we're definitely in that agreement of like, you know, something, something's got to give here, you know, we got to try to kind of break this negative pattern of behavior and perhaps even thoughts too. Um, just because a lot of times when we kind of get into those negative thought patterns, our, our behaviors usually coincide with those. And, and I too was, was definitely feeling that way in terms of, I was definitely drinking a lot of caffeine, feeling like I needed to be, you know, extra productive. And, you know, my, my alcohol consumption is like, oh, well, like I'm not going anywhere. So I was more likely to, you know, reach for that. And yeah, definitely could be, you definitely can kind of get get you to a, a place where you don't necessarily want to be in relatively quickly, it can kind of get you there. So it's really nice that we all kind of took on that challenge too, to kind of break up that monotony a little bit. And so I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but were there any other thoughts that you had, you know, besides kind of breaking any type of negative thought or behavior patterns in terms of heading into the challenge, like besides having that as like your main motivation. Uh, did you have any other thoughts heading into the challenge, Lindsay? Yeah, um, I think uh, negative behavior is one of those things that we don't realize that we do with every day. Um, it could be anything from eating, which is a huge thing for me is overeating or maybe just the way that you talk to somebody if you're not realizing the way that you come off could be negative. Um, and I think really it was stemming from if I don't have caffeine in the morning, then I can be an unpleasant person. So I wanted to break that cycle as well. Um, and then of course with drinking, everybody has different behaviors or different personalities. Um, mine tends to be a little bit more boisterous. So I wanted to break that as well. So it was kind of just a chain reaction of being trying to better myself and be a better person overall. And yeah, I'm going to be honest. A lot of it was just literally to give myself something challenging to do. I'm a challenge seeker and that's why I wanted to uh, seek this out. So there wasn't any behaviors that I was particularly concerned about. Uh, it's brought on some uh, behaviors that I am now concerned about, but <laughs> I didn't have behaviors I was concerned about for, before. I just wanted to challenge myself to uh, complete something. Yeah, and so 
Yeah, I heard you mentioning that, Jaron, in terms of um, that behavior. It was heightened, right? That that awareness of some of your behaviors. And it sounds like, Lindsay, you kind of experienced some of that as well. Um, and I too, I yeah. too, for sure, it was like on like a hyper alert of, you know, for me personally, I actually also engage in, in stress eating. I'm not like super proud of it. It's something that I'm <laughs> definitely still working on. Um, that kind of popped up a little bit like here and there throughout the month, but I would, I was really, you know, going back to kind of some of the points that you both were mentioning in terms of like seeking challenge, being aware of our thoughts and behaviors. You know, I tried to kind of pause in some of those moments where I, I noticed like if that was a new coping mechanism or not necessarily a new one, but like one that was becoming heightened because I didn't have some of those other coping mechanisms of like having another coffee or, or having a beer. Um, did either of you, like what were your strategies when you kind of came into some of that awareness of like, oh, all right, this actually is a little bit more of a problem. Like, so for example, like with me and like my stress eating, I was like, oh, all right. Like I, I should also probably like, while I'm taking care of some of these other habits, like I should probably try to take care of this one or at least kind of, you know, try to uh, minimize it, you know, as best as best as I could. And, you know, were there any, any types of behaviors or were there any kind of revelations that you had in terms of your awareness of your behaviors? So mine was definitely, as I told you guys in the group that I just, I kind of wanted to use this as an opportunity to hit on a few other things other than caffeine, alcohol. I hopped into the sugars because I'm a huge sugar person. Um, and almost just by accident, I realized that when I cut down on my sugars, I started getting into salts. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's a lot of salt. So I cut down on that as well. And it just, it was like, it, it was just little things, almost something was hiding something else. Caffeine might've been hiding alcohol. Alcohol was hiding sugar. Sugar was hiding salt. So it was all these little chain reactions that I was like, wow, I'm not really always the healthiest. So I actually really do get that, Lindsay. So um, myself, I um, have always had an issue with stress eating. And uh, one of the things that is nice is you being physically active, I've always been able to keep off weight because of physical activity. That wasn't as readily available. And I found that with giving up caffeine, um, that was a huge, um, uh, um, it, it helped me to curb my hunger. So my uh, eating habits increased significantly. So I gained about like 25 pounds during the month. And uh, I really was working to try to cut down, but even when it was moving to healthier options, I really, really struggled with eating. Uh, I did start partaking in uh, counseling to help um, with stress relief to help that, but there was significant amount of weight gain during this time just because the, um, the caffeine wasn't there to like help with um, the stop um, the eating habits. And I didn't have the appropriate stress uh, uh, management uh, strategies to be able to get to a point where I could be effective at my job while also being able to uh, keep my mental health in check. Well, one thing, yeah, that I heard there, Jaron, and, you know, I too, I realized that you know, like I said, my stress eating amped up and 
I think like coming into the month, um, you know, I don't know exactly what my weight was. Um, you know, it might've been like, you know, mid around like 175 pounds or like something like that. And I mean, that's kind of usually like my maintenance weight or even upwards of like 180 pounds. But I definitely, like, I definitely too gained some weight. And I think like at one point, I think I, I probably gained like, I was upwards of like 10 pounds. And then I was like, oh boy, like I got to try to like keep in, keep with that exercise. Cause you were talking about like, you know, your physical activity. And I know you're a huge basketball player and you don't really have access to that. I mean, like one thing I've really just been trying to do is like, even if it's just like a quick, you know, 30 minute, like some type of body circuit, like just something, you know, to kind of get the, to get the blood flowing and, and the body moving. And just so you don't, you aren't stagnant. But one thing I also really want to say about one thing that you also, one of the ideas that you mentioned in terms of that, you know, you actually went out and you sought out some help. I think that's, you know, really brave of you. I think that's a, a fantastic thing to do. And I feel like a lot more people should be okay with that. Like it's okay to like seek out help. And, and if you're not seeking out help, like individually, I feel like it, it puts you that person who's not seeking the help in a, in a very challenging situation, feeling like they need to face everything themselves, especially if you're looking for new strategies. And I too, I'll say, you know, I've been to, I've been to a counselor, like a professional counselor, like multiple times throughout my life when, when I've had some trouble dealing with stress or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, or, or depression, I, I definitely kind of go through bouts of depression um, both seasonally and just, you know, when, when thing again, lack of better terms, when just like things don't seem to be going my way. And, and I, it's definitely really, um, heartening, I guess, like, it's really like fulfilling. I'm glad that you're actually, I don't know a good word to describe it, but I'm just really grateful that you were able to kind of seek out that help just not for you, but also again, normalizing that piece of like it's okay to to do that because I think that's where I think we're making progress you know as a society in terms of normalizing that mental health piece and and seeking out that help when you feel like it's needed um you know so I'm really glad that you're able to share that message and I really hope more people are are okay with doing that too especially if it at the end of the day it's like we're all just trying to get to get better and, and become better people and so I feel like it's also like a good segue too of like, I mean, I know at least personally, um, I definitely had some doubts creeping into my mind throughout the month. Um, but I was curious about whether or not either of you experienced that. Lindsay, did you experience any like self-doubt, any negative self-talk in terms of being able to complete the challenge? I think sometimes it it would pop up at the most random moments where I could have gone and had a great morning, got up, did a workout, got to work, everything was going well. And then all of a sudden, like afternoon, it would hit and I'd be like, you know, like, I really, I don't know if I want to keep up with this. Like, it would be nice to go home and have a glass of wine or it'd be nice to go out with the girls and not just get a seltzer water and actually have a glass of wine with them. And it was, I think, super helpful for me to have almost a support through friends. Um, like I had one, one of my good girlfriends, she, we went out and she noticed, she picked up on it and was like, why are you not drinking? And I was like, doing sober October. And she's like, 
uh, oh she goes well that's good for you and then she felt she almost like she felt obligated to stick with me during that night and decided not to get a drink and instead had uh soda water as well and we just we still had a good night and it was it was helpful for me to see that it was helpful to be able to come home and not have alcohol just readily on the counter or caffeine readily on the counter so it was it was needing that I think I feel like a lot of people will start something and you think oh well I'm in this on my own and having our group and having people around me that would take on almost responsibility to help me really got me through the month how about you jaren i did have some doubts myself as well uh my doubts was really related to my work um one of the things that i found useful is is that in the early mornings like at um 4 5 a.m when there was less distractions going on i got i was really productive and so i was waking up prior to october around that time period and like getting significant amounts of my work done and being done with my day by like 1 or 2 um, p.m. where I could communicate people with people, have the social interactions that you kind of miss out when you can't see people in person. And so uh, I had utilized uh, caffeine in order to help me to get there. I had to change up my whole strategy for work in order to make that um, work because I was no longer really able to have that extra boost to get me through those early mornings. And I still needed a social interaction. So I had to do a lot of different changes in how to um, make that function and still keep my productivity at work while also be able to meet my um, social needs. Um, so I, about midway through the month, I'm like, this is not working. I am really struggling with that, but People are adaptable and I made some changes. I uh, ended up doing some things later in the evening and that helped out significantly to adjust it. But it was definitely a, um, I got to a point where I thought about like, you know what, is this really worth the hassle in order to complete this? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense, you know, because like you said, you had this really great routine that you were in. And it, it's when you're in that routine, you know, your days flow, when, when your days flow, your weeks start to flow and, and you just kind of get in that flow state, right? Over a course of time where you know what you're doing is a meaningful, is meaningful work. And you're feeling like you're, you're contributing not just to your work, but also, you know, any other people that you might be interacting with. And, you know, I definitely too felt both sides of that coin of, you know, is this worth it? You know, especially when some of those thoughts kind of like what Lindsay, you were talking about in terms of like, oh man, it would really nice be nice to have like a drink right now. Like I same idea of like, I'd come home and oh man. And I, and I was in the worst part about it was like, I had just gotten a ton of beer um, before like some nice craft beers, like before the, uh, the October challenge. Right. So every time I'd go into my fridge to either cook or like pull out a water, like milk, all that beer just staring right at me. And I'm like, boy, man, like you really, you really put yourself into a corner. But the good part about it is, is like, again, it's like every time you see it, there's that awareness of like, okay, like it's there, but I don't need it. Right. I think Jaron, you mentioned that idea too. And, and Lindsay, you mentioned that too, of like, 
being able to experience life without uh, needing those substances to enhance them, right? So Lindsay, that was a really great um, experience that you brought up in terms of like being able to enjoy a time out with your friends. And that was also super cool of your friend as well, in my opinion, you know, to just kind of hop on board and be like, oh, wow, like that's such a positive change and, and really being able to engage in that with you. And and totally okay. I think this is really worth talking about too. How did that personally uh, make you feel when she was able to kind of make that connection and and want to have a positive change, at least in that moment uh, for her? How did that make you feel? It almost gives you this like feeling of validation. Like I am doing the right thing. Like if someone else just passing by or just like they haven't committed to this they haven't stated that they're going to do this a whole month but they just stated in that moment like I'm going to make an, a commitment but I'm making it almost to you so that you can feel like this is the right choice and that's what it felt like it just it it re it re-established the fact that I was doing the right thing for the month and that I was on the right path and she really it, it was funny too because I, I i like asked her three times I was like, you, you sure you sure and she was like yeah no i'm doing this that's really awesome to hear um that you're even just inspiring small changes right in people and you know with small changes come big changes eventually and jaren i kind of wanted to go back to something that you brought up if that's okay it was um you know you were talking about your early morning schedule in terms of getting work done um and then you switched your schedule a bit and then you realize that wasn't working. Um, so what were some of those changes? And then when you realize it wasn't working, how did you adapt? So what uh, I changed was, is I had worked a schedule between typically like 4 a.m. to 1 p.m. or 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, originally. When I saw that I was no longer able to wake up consistently and be productive at those hours, I kind of moved back towards like an 8 to 5 p.m. Um, uh, schedule. Now, I had established a um, precedence of communicating with my friends around that like 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, range. And so when that time where I needed to have peak level of productivity, that's when people were communicating with me. And so it was um, definitely difficult to stay on task. And what would happen is, is that there's a significant amount of work. I work in the insurance industry um, that needs to get done this time sensitive. So my days would extend to like six and seven o'clock in order to continue to meet those social needs. Um, what I ended up doing is continue to have my day start at um, eight. But what I would do is I would take like a um, three hour break between like the 12 to 3 p.m. Uh, range and set that time aside for self care and for communication and socialization time. And then afterwards, I would go back to continue that work. And while it was letting my time period like go longer in the day where I was working till like 7, 8 p.m., I was also having that time for self care and being able to um, feel fulfilled and then continue on my work when I had not established a precedent of this is when I'm going to be communicating with people. Thank you for that. And I, that's huge though, because like, I even just thought about some of those things that you were just saying, as far as like, you made sure you blocked out a significant amount of time for self-care. And I think that's where, you know, not just amidst this pandemic, um, but even just daily life, right? Once we finally even get through this as, as a society, 
that's still something that should take precedent over anything because like you were saying as long as you're engaging in that self-care as an individual all of the other facets of your life are going to lift just because you'll have more to give right it's that whole philosoph uh, philosophical idea of filling your bucket right if you if you're trying to pour and other people have buckets and if you're trying to pour from an empty bucket there's there's nothing that you individually can give because you've already given everything that you can um, in other areas of your life and that's actually something that you know I feel like I'm getting better at personally and you know it definitely seems like you have a pretty good hold on it uh, but I do, I do envy that a little bit in the sense that I know I need to kind of craft my schedule a little differently each day. So I really appreciate you sharing that because I know that'll definitely help me um, and hopefully other, the other people that listen to this conversation. Well, just to be honest with you, uh, Jimmy, so that you're aware of this, um, this is not something that um, happened overnight. This has been years of work in order to get to that point. So I know that you mentioned that you are looking to implement that into your own life. Like it's something that's going to come with time. You'll, you'll learn your balance as you get forward. So again, like there's no, the negative emotion of like having the jealousy or the envy, like that comes with time, especially if you have a focus on, this is something I focus on for about seven to 10 years of really realizing the need for self-care. And that's, that's definitely good to keep in mind. And, and I, that's, I'm glad you brought it up. Cause even no matter how many times I hear that, um, I definitely, as a, just from my, per, like my personality, like I definitely want to try to make things happen and make them happen quickly. Um, but it is, like you said, it is a process. I mean, it's been, it's been a few years now um, since I've started like meditation. And so I've already seen like tremendous benefits in that. So I, I can see where you're coming from in terms of it is an, it is a process and it's not necessarily an end all be all destination. And it's a constant, you know, what works, what doesn't work, how can I change it to make it a little bit better. And that process in and of itself will probably be never ending, but at the same time fulfilling because you're really trying to pinpoint different areas in which you can just make a little bit better. And, and as all of those small fractional pieces come into play, they make the greater whole of a person. Um, so it's really cool that you're, you know, you're very open about that. And I think, again, no matter how many times we can hear that message, it's really helpful. So that pe way people can understand, like, definitely whatever it is that you're trying to change as an individual it is not going to happen overnight um and there were i was curious too um if there were any any parts of the month i know we've kind of talked about a lot of the trials and tribulations so far but um were there any parts of the month that surprised you and and it could be in and totally can be in like a negative way in terms of like how you felt like you responded or um but if there are any positive um, surprises too, just any parts of the month that kind of really stood out to you that you were like, oh, wow, like, and kind of had any type of breakthrough or anything like that, Lindsay? Yeah, so um, it was that day that I'd sent a message to the group and I had been cooking and I'm very big into cooking. I love playing with recipes and just, I make them my own and it's been a thing I've done for many years. And 
I have this one specific recipe for a bolognese sauce and I always put red wine in it. It's a thing I've done for the longest time and just, I, I never think about it. I just do it. And usually with that process, I'll pour myself a glass. Well, I went to pour it just in the measuring cup into the pan and I stopped for a minute and was like, wait, wait, <laughs> I'm doing sober October. Is this, does this count? <laughs> so I think the being completely honest with myself, I reached out to you guys and was like, does, is this, is, <laughs> I mean, it cooks off the alcohol. So technically I'm not using it as a crutch. And I hadn't even poured my poured myself a glass and I hadn't even thought to pour myself a glass. And that's, I think, where I had the biggest revelation as I'm happily cooking away that I don't need that glass while I'm cooking my food. And it was a big thing for me because that's something, habit. It was a habit that had just created over time that I did every time and this time I didn't. And it was my body unconsciously just decided to or subconsciously just decided to not do it yeah it's really great to hear and uh I do remember that conversation and and I we all were in agreement I think that that was okay and I know you you turned out a the dish turned out amazing and really awesome to hear as well you just kind of had that mindful moment of like hmm and and you just kind of had that pause of you know like I, I, a glass would be nice but I don't need it and that is a really, really kind of the whole purpose, right? Of, of like realizing we can do what it is that we need to do uh, without that release. Um, so Jaren, were there any, any big surprises for you throughout the month? Again, it can be either positive, negative, anything that, that really surprised you this uh, past month. So I have had years where I've struggled with insomnia. Um, Having no caffeine after about a weekend, I was starting to sleep full nights. And I haven't done that in um, since I was maybe like a young child. And so um, it was really, really nice to get a full night's sleep uh, and have it repetitively happen. And so I was really surprised at just how much that caffeine was um taken away from my ability to go to sleep at night. So you, yeah, you mentioned that increase in terms of your amount of sleeps and you would sleep. So would you like sleep straight through the night in terms of like when your head hit the pillow, you know, you'd sleep straight through. I, I normally don't fall asleep to like one in the morning and would be up at like four. I like would all like sleep like three to four hours a night before. And so, uh, I was falling asleep at like nine and waking up at like eight the next morning. And so I had never really slept like that before. And my body felt really refreshed. Um, so it was um, definitely different. I always just assumed that I was a person that like slept four hours and then I was good. And I realized now that I, I can enjoy a little bit more sleep than that. It, it definitely feels better on my body. That's awesome, man. Cause I think, uh, you know, like you said, there's, there's that idea of like, oh, like, you know, I've, I've slept this much, I'm up, but so I'm good, I'm good. And then, and then we don't realize until, you know, whatever time that is, I know, we've talked a little bit about kind of that afternoon fatigue that a lot of people tend to experience. It's like, especially when you're sleeping um, less than you should, you that definitely hits you super hard. 
And I know at least like I personally can agree with you on that. I definitely slept better for sure in terms of, you know, I'd go to bed, you know, eight, nine o'clock. Um, and then I would sleep through pretty much through up until like four ish, sometimes like almost closer to five, but I was also kind of trying to get up early during the month of October and start my day a little bit differently. And, but I think the, I think the no caffeine is obviously the biggest contribute to that. Right. Cause obviously there's that stimulant in your body. And I've, I've heard and read places that it, you know, the caffeine in and of itself actually stays in your system, like upwards of like the last final traces of it are upwards of 12 hours. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because when there's not that stimulant present, I think it kind of facilitates that sleep uh, much more easily. Um, and that was definitely something that surprised me. And then in terms of other surprises, I think the only real surprise for me was realizing that I don't, need caffeine to have a productive morning. Um, I think it definitely can help. And it has helped me since the month of October, because I've definitely been drinking um, coffee again, caffeinated coffee, but I made a little bit of a switch in terms of exercising in the morning, instead of opting for a cup of coffee. So I always do meditation first, and then I'll engage in, um, you know, so, something else usually before I, I start my work day. That way I have like a little bit of like an hour or so of self-care, um, which again, it usually starts with meditation. And then it'll usually, again, for the month of October, it was exercise. And that seemed to be a really great way to kind of get my body moving and, and get my system moving and alert as well. Um, so it was really nice to see that again we did that I personally and I know you two were both agreeing and talked about how we don't necessarily need that crutch um, of caffeine but it's just kind of something that's been built into us with those habits um, and I think that's also kind of provides a good segue too I know we've kind of hit a couple of these that already in terms of that not needing the caffeine or not needing a beer or a glass of wine in terms of some like big takeaways, but were there any other big takeaways or really important lessons that you learned during the month of October, whether it be about yourself or uh, just any general points that you might've uh, taken away from, from this challenge? Um, I would probably say biggest takeaway or lesson would be I guess, know your inner strength and understand it and nurture it <laughs> and don't put yourself down before you try something. And I think we are, we're in a culture of such instant gratification and such want to excel at everything all the time that we think we know what is best for us. We think we know what we can do and that's not always true. And you could be the best at maybe learning something new or doing a sport or doing something that you truly like know that you've done for years, but maybe this is something completely new that you haven't tried before and just try it. Be open-minded. 
Awesome. Thank you, Jaron. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I would just like to reiterate some of those points too of, you know, Lindsay, that finding your inner strength is something that I think is, was huge for me personally too, in this challenge and the nurturing piece of it, right. That, that really kind of hit me because person, again, just speaking from my personal experience, I'm not super nurturing to myself. Um, and I think a lot of it is can be attributed to like feeling the need to perform for others and feeling the need to be at your best for others and oftentimes you know we turn we turn to anything that we feel like might enhance that performance with with caffeine for instance you know and i think you know that alcohol piece of it i think it's it for me again just speaking from my experience because i don't want to speak to anyone else's experience because i would just be wrong but the alcohol piece or any other substance is, is almost like an escape, right? It's, it's an escape from the reality. It's an escape from the stress, the anxiety, or perhaps like, you know, the, the feeling of incompetence or not, not being able to fulfill one's duties. Um, so I, I too really, really just felt that in terms of like really try to guard like think of yourself as like a plant you know and water yourself as much as you can and and jaron i would agree as well in terms of like trying to find what works right and, and do and not just not just settling if if it has worked in the past because you know for me my schedule has seemed to work for me and the habits you know despite some of some of the good some of the bad i've been able to do pretty well um in the grand scheme of of life we'll say and it's definitely okay to change things to kind of, we'll say, sharpen the sword from a, a metaphorical standpoint in order to really just be ready for battle each and every single day. So it's really nice to hear that both of you were able to kind of have some of those takeaways and really affect you in a really positive manner, um, which makes me, again, curious about what, like, with some of these takeaways, like, have you been able to continue to apply any of that? And if so, like, how have you been able to apply that uh, since the end of the month? Definitely uh, with the nurturing piece, um, just being able to see other things that I don't often do for myself. Um, being able to get up in the morning and know that I have the time to go for a walk or know that I have the time to go work out and know that my partner's here to help with anything that I need. And I think that's, that was something I really had to learn from this was that I'm not alone, that I do have people around me that will help. And it, it could be the smallest things. It could be, Hey, I need 10 minutes to myself or hey, I need you to move all the wine out of the fridge so I don't see it. Or, hey, can you get the groceries this week because I don't want to go through the wine aisle or I don't want to go in the caffeine aisle or the tea aisle where I get all my caffeinated teas and like, I know I will. It's it's a crutch for me. So it was knowing that he was always there. And I mean, I know he's always there. I married him for a reason, but I think it was it was the fact that I knew that he would back me up if I needed it. That's beautiful. That is really beautiful. Jaren, what did you have? I guess um, what I kind of, my takeaway from this is that um, 
I guess that um, what you think you're caring for yourself, you may not always be caring for yourself in the way that you had thought. Um, so I, um, it opened my eyes to some, some ways that I could um, take better care of myself. Uh, I unfortunately did not have the experience to have somebody who was there to be really supportive in that situation as you did, Lindsay, but um, the self-care is also super important as well. And like the more that you experience, the better you can find out how to care for yourself. Thank you, Jaren. That's, that's, that piece hit me too. Uh, just what you said there of like, what we do thinking is taking care of ourselves isn't always that. And I think that was another huge takeaway for me as well of like, you know, look, looking in the mirror and seeing, and not just seeing, but like thinking about all of, all of the behaviors that I have that I feel like contributes uh, to making me quote unquote better, but in reality, it, it might not. Um, so there was definitely that learning, learning moment and learning lesson too, for me. So I, I'm really glad that you brought that up. So a, a, a fun question um, that I felt like would be good to kind of kind of start to wrap things up on um, would you do the challenge again and uh, if not I t- totally understandable and I can probably think of a thousand reasons why you wouldn't uh, but if yes you know please feel free to elaborate I would do it again um, I would probably pair it with something else to give my not to like push the challenge, but maybe to give it something to a company. Like if I had thought this through and been like sober October is a great time to also maybe start a new workout regimen and have a whole group of ladies with me that were doing it with me. I think that would be a way I'd want to go about it next time. So I also would be willing to do it again. But if it's going to be October, I would want it to be in a non-pandemic um, time period so that I could play basketball. I do do a lot of um, soccer. I play soccer fairly regularly, but it's getting a bit colder um, at this time of year. And so I was not as willing to go outside and play soccer in the temperatures that it was at the time. So I would want to, because it definitely increased my eating. I would want to be able to pair that with um having more accessibility to working out. Yeah, that's that exercise piece is huge. And I think, you know, if we think of kind of like the three pillars of like a human being, at least I think the three pillars, you know, of like mind, body, spirit, right? You know, you got to get your mind right so that you can get your body physically right. And then you can feel spiritually whole and and spiritually um, giving. And, And I too, you know, just thinking about that was, and I was definitely engaging in, in workouts and whatnot, but, you know, kind of like what Lindsay, you were saying in terms of like, try something like completely new in terms of some type of new exercise regime and, and really making that consistent. And I also really liked how you brought in that piece of like, kind of getting more people together and really building that community. I think community can totally help um, when you're challenged when you're challenged and and I think as long as everybody is engaging in that struggle they can share their battle stories and and share how they kind of got over the hump or or was able to kind of overcome certain adversities that they might be facing which is the reason why you know I kind of just threw this challenge out there and you know I, I'm really appreciative of the fact that you two both took it on with me and, and I think that helped me too um you know, and I would definitely, I would definitely do it again in terms of, 
just providing that opportunity for the challenge seekers out there, kind of like both of you. I know, Jaron, you specifically pinpointed the year one and and just maybe, like you said, Lindsay, maybe couple it with with something else so that it's not like the focus is just on that sobriety. It, it's more on, you know, it can it'll be on that, but it'll be more so, you know, maybe in one of those different pillars, like but for the body, right? New exercise regime or for the mind, right? Perhaps engaging in some type of meditation or mindfulness. And that could be very spiritual as well. And, or even going down that spiritual, spiritual realm, like starting a gratitude journal, or, you know, even just kind of like a thread of conversation of like, what are you grateful for? You know, so that we can continue to fill our buckets as people. And, and, you know, it's really nice again, to just kind of have this conversation with both of you to really express how it's really helped us. And hopefully it, it too can help other people as we try to engage in it, hopefully next October. Um, And yes, Jaren, I would agree. It probably would be a little bit easier if it was not, um, if we were not still in a pandemic, that way we could have a little bit more access to say, yeah, some of those more um, physical activities such as, the ones that you referenced and any other physical activities that people enjoy. So um, when I have guests and, you know, I, again, I just want to thank you both one more time uh, from the bottom of my heart for coming on to this podcast and having this conversation. I I really enjoyed myself in this conversation and enjoyed hearing from you more so um, than anything else. But I always like to try to give my guests any final words that they just want to leave our listeners with. Uh, So Lindsay, if you had any final words to kind of leave uh, the audience with, now is your time. And then Jaren, you can follow that right up. Yeah, I think the biggest point that I want people to know is to really take care of yourself. Take care of yourself in the best way that you can. And we only get one shot at this. So really take care of yourself, take care of those around you, stay safe right now because it is kind of hectic out there and um, just reach out to each other, use each other as support. We're here. Everybody's here for each other. Um, one thing I want to say is again, the self-care is really important right now. Um, especially with uh, a lot of your social circles being diminished because of the inability to see people in person. It's really important that you take the time to find out what you need and stay connected with people through the multiple different mediums that we have available to us. So that's a big thing for me. All right, thank you both again for your final words and, and coming on and really looking forward to uh, releasing this coming Wednesday. And uh, thank you again for the conversation. I'll see you guys later.